And good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, as always, Tony Defio. Thank you for joining me on this very cold Friday evening in Pittsburgh. And I hope it's warmer and more pleasant wherever you happen to be in Steeler Nation. If you're not in Pittsburgh, of course. If you are in Pittsburgh, then you know what I'm talking about. But still, I know a lot of people out there who are in like California and Hawaii and London who want to be in Pittsburgh. So maybe you're yearning for that cold weather. But I thank you for joining me. And before I continue, as always, I'd like to please encourage you to subscribe and like our Behind the Steel Curtain YouTube channel where we bring you live podcasts each and every day and night, including this one, Steelers Hangover, Steelers Preview, Steelers Post Game Show, The Scobro Show, uh, Know Your Enemy, Touchdown Under, the list goes on and on. Please check it out, and you can check all those shows out live also on Facebook. So if you're watching me on Facebook right now, hello, welcome, and of course you can check out all of, all of our live shows after the fact if you can't catch them live. And if you don't want to, as Brian always says, if you, if you don't want to stare at our faces, you can catch them on any audio platform of your choosing. All you have to do is download parts one and two, if, if there are two. Sometimes there are three parts, but usually two. So you can you, you can catch those after the fact. And of course, we have audio-only shows exclusively that you can catch on any audio platform, including including the live mic, Let's Ride, the Stat Geek, the War Room, From the Cutting Room Floor, What Yin's Talking About, so many great shows. We have fantasy football. We have everything you need in a in a podcast. And, of course, please check out Behind the Curtain, the website. We bring you news, commentary, film breakdown. Anything Steelers related, we're, we're here to bring it for you 24 7, 365, basically. And I don't know if we're 24 7, but definitely we have the 7 365 part covered. So please check us out. As I like to say, it is the best Steelers website on the internet. It is certainly my favorite, and I've been with them for 11 years. So please check out everything related to Behind the Steel Curtain, both in print or text and in audio meaning podcasts so hello and let's see who we have in the live chat we have andrew wilbar who i have not seen in a while he's been busy at college but he's our draft guru is always uh, always churning out the the uh stock reports or, i'm sorry the stock reports the, the uh the draft reports for 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 next year's uh prospects we have Stacy Lynn, Steeler Chick 46, who was the first one in. Hello, State uh, Steeler Chick. Brian O'Toole, Micah, George Teston, Kathy Ford, Steelers Pittsburgh, Daniel Micello. And he says, Love your insight, Tony. Happy late Thanksgiving. Well, thank you and happy Thanksgiving to you too, Daniel. Speaking of my insight, what is my insight about the Steelers' latest game 
the 41-37 loss to the Chargers in L.A. last Sunday night. I thought it was crappy. That's my insight. Time to go home. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, you know, looking, I've had, you know, as is always the case, I've had time to process last Sunday's loss to the Chargers on Sunday night football. And, you know, you kind of, this is what people don't understand. Like when you're always writing and doing podcasts and you're reacting in the moment, you're reacting a day later, reacting two or three days later, your, your perspective changes. You know, last Sunday, Monday, when I wrote about the game, when I watched the game and I wrote about it and talked about it on the podcast on the hangover with Brian and Shannon, I was pretty annoyed because, you know, they, they had a chance to win at the end. And, and yes, the defense was compromised due to a lot of injuries and COVID cases, but they had all they had to do was make one last stop at the end and they couldn't do it. And of course, all the stuff that happened during the game, uh, like the, the decision to go forward on fourth and, and, and goal early in the game, and they got nothing out of it. Um, but looking back on it now uh, and gaining some perspective, I mean, they were down so many starters on defense. I mean, they were down TJ Watt. I mean, usually you don't have to go further than that when you're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers and, 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 what makes them go in this day and age. But they were also without Joe Hayden. They were without Minka Fitzpatrick, who was down with COVID. Uh, they, they were, that's, that's probably, you know, maybe, arguably three of their four or five top defensive players. And of course, you add stuff onto it and Tyson Alulu to the mix. And it's a tough, it's a tough uh, thing for, 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 for them to overcome. You know, if you would have told me back in August, that's at some point during just before we knew, you know, how long two would be out. And of course, Alulu would have his season-ending injury. If you would have told me back in August that at some point during the season they would be without those five players, I would say, well, on defense, well, they're they're going to lose that game. So, you know, and and of course you have when when you have. Players like Devin Bush, not really. We talked about him. You know, he's been a popular or unpopular <laughs> subject for the last few weeks. You know, he really hasn't been picking up his game. Yes, he's suffering from the ACL, or, or he's still recovering from the torn ACL from last year. But you'd like to see more from him at this point, even even 13 months after a major knee injury. Uh of course, Cam Hayward played spectacularly, and 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 you know what, what what more can you say about that guy? You know, as I as I wrote about uh, on Friday, he's if if nothing else, twenty twenty one is um, showing us all how special he is, and more about him later. But you know, it was one of the, the game went along pretty much as I expected. I, I predicted in our our weekly prediction, our staff predictions i predicted 31-7 chargers because I, I thought you know missing all those players on defense um it was going to be impossible to slow the chargers down justin herbert's a fantastic quarterback keenan allen always gives them problems uh eckler you know it's just a, it's just a great 
potent offense, even though they had been struggling. Still, I mean, when you're you're down five starters on defense, it's it's hard to make up for that, as I said. But um, even though the game went as I expected through three quarters, I was really pleasantly surprised to see how they fought back really in the fourth quarter from the late third quarter on. I mean, it, it, it was quite the comeback and it was really, it was, it was jump-started in many ways by miles Killebrew's uh, block punt. It was 27, 13, it was 27, 10 and then it was 27, 13. And then he <clears throat> blocks that punt and the Steelers immediately take advantage. Najee Harris, scores to make it 27 20 and you're feeling pretty good but boom the defense gives up another quick touchdown and at that point i was it was 34 20 i think there was like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter i'm thinking that's it you know just get this game over with i'm going to go to bed i started orientation last week for my new job and i, I knew it was going to be a long week i said i i, I don't want to watch another but they, but they 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 kept me in it just when I thought it was out, they pulled me back in. The quote, the quote, whoever said that, I think it was Al Pacino. Anyway, uh, they made a 34-27, and then they had that the, the play of the game, in my opinion. If you're if you're a Steeler fan, was the the uh, deflected pass at the line of scrimmage by Hayward, you know, his seventh of the year, by the way. Just I mean, just the guy's just having a, a great year. And I thought Cam Sutton made a great play to stay with it and, and, and make the interception. And he, he took a hard hit to the head after that. And, of course, the Steelers converted that into a game-tying touchdown and uh, with about four minutes left. And not long after that, the defense actually made a, a crucial stop when, they, when, when the Chargers decided to go for it. I think it was fourth and two. From I think their own thirty-five, and the Steelers stopped them. Um, I think Hayward was instrumental in that play too, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, the, the Steelers parlay that into a field goal by Chris Boswell, and you're thinking you're feeling pretty good, thirty-seven, thirty-four. You know, making a the comeback the way they did, you're kind of kind of feeling euphoric at that point. The Steelers are gonna are going to close this out and what a great story this would be. But again, the defense just wasn't up to the task and really quickly gave up a 75 yard touchdown drive, uh, culminating in a 53 yard touchdown uh, from Herbert. Uh, Trey Norwood didn't look great on that play. I mean, he was starting in, in, in place of, uh, of Fitzpatrick. I mean, he had a solid game all around, I thought, but you know, he didn't look great on that play and he was supposed to be the last line of defense and he took a bad angle. And that was pretty much it. The Steelers had one more shot and it wasn't even close. Ben was sacked two times in a row. Next thing you know, it's fourth and 29. And they, that fourth and 29 attempt was from, from their own goal line. was just really pathetic. <laughs> it didn't even come close to, to um, uh, picking the, the, the 29 yards up. So the Steelers lost. Now they're 5-4-1. The real annoying thing about that 
outcome is that everybody else in the AFC North won on Sunday. The Ravens came from behind late and uh, beat the Bears. The Bengals beat up the Raiders. The Browns, they survived the Lions, but they won, which was more than the Steelers could say a week earlier when they tied the Lions. So everybody else in, in the division won. The Steelers lost. So they lost ground. They are now third in the AFC North, a game and a half out uh, behind the Ravens. So seven games left. And, you know, if you're, if you're talking about the math, yeah, the Steelers have, you know, nobody should be panicking. You know, as we've, as we've discussed quite a bit, I know I wrote about it the other day. They still have, uh, what, six AFC games left. They still have four AFC North games left, including two against the Ravens. So there's definitely plenty of time to get things together. Uh, the question is, can they get it together? And, you know, we've, I, I just don't know if they have the team for it, even when healthy. They just don't have that roster. They're, to repeat myself for the one millionth time, they're one of those football teams, the Steelers, the 21, the 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers, are one of those football teams that's a few plays away over the course of a year from finishing anywhere between 6 and 11, 11 and 6. 7 and 10, 10 and 7, that kind of record. They're, they're, they're one of those teams. And during their four-game winning streak, they made a lot of crucial plays at the end to win games. And during this little, it's not really a losing streak. They, they tied and then they lost. They haven't made plays at the end to, to win games. So here they are at 5-4-1. Um, if, you're, if you're looking for some good news, from Sunday's game, it's that Roethlisberger looked great, probably the best that he's looked all year. Um, he uh, he made a lot of great throws, I thought, and I thought you know he showed a lot of great arm strength. Um, so I don't know, maybe maybe the week off with even though he had COVID, <laughs> maybe the week off uh, allowed him to to rest and and maybe get some strength back in that 39 year old shoulder and elbow of his, but he looked, he looked great. And I think um, Deontay Johnson, it might've been the, the greatest game he's had as a Steeler. I thought he made a lot of great catches, a lot of tough catches. And, you know, I don't know how anybody, I remember people saying uh, probably last year, maybe even this off season, I think Ray Ray McLeod should be in there ahead of Deontay Johnson. He's a bust. And I, I don't know why anybody ever thought that about Johnson because he's, yeah, he has trouble with, with drops and fumbles. And, of course, he's going to drop another pass, and he's going to fumble again at some point, and people are going to are gonna think that, that that he's always that kind of a player. But, you know, I think he's this close to being a superstar. And, of course, Chase Claypool, having him back in the lineup for that passing attack, I mean, he was he's such a fantastic weapon. And he showed that, you know, a few times on, on, on Sunday night. Um, if they can, if they can start clicking as a, as an offense, um, I don't know, you know, I don't know if they're, if they have the capability of, of, of doing the things they did in the mid 2010s. Cause it's just, it basically it was one, it was one quarter. It was the fourth quarter that they, that they were um, playing so well. 
so you know they have to, they have to show me a lot more than that. But you know, I think Najee Harris he didn't have a great game on on Sunday. Uh, for some reason, the uh, the sledding was pretty rough against a a really poor rushing defense, rush defense. But you know, I think you know, he's pretty much the real deal. I think we we could all agree on that. So if, if you get Roethlisberger playing a little bit better. Um, and of course those receivers playing better, Pat Fryermuth, and of course, Najee Harris, I think, you know, you maybe can do some, some things, uh, over the second half of the year. As for the defense, it's just a matter of, uh, of getting healthy. And on, on that note, Sean Manahan sends us, sends us a $5 super chat. Thank you, Sean. And he, and he says, when healthy, they could beat anyone. Well, yeah, I mean they, they, they could beat anyone. I, I'm not. I, I, that's a little bit different than than when healthy they can be a juggernaut because I don't think even when healthy they're a juggernaut. No, but when healthy, yeah, they they they've showed they, they they can beat anyone if you consider what the Bills, one of the best teams in the NFL. Then yeah, uh, when healthy they 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 can beat anyone. Um, again, uh, that doesn't mean that they're a. Uh, a contender, like a, a, a bona fide Super Bowl contender. They're just a one of those teams that's in the middle of the pack uh, as far as talent. And when you're in, in the middle of the pack like that, you can beat anyone in the NFL. So as far as this Sunday, as far as the health, they travel to, to Paul Brown Stadium to take on the Bengals. TJ Watt's going to play, which is fantastic news. I mean, they've, I don't know if, you, if you've been paying attention, but they haven't really looked that great this year without TJ Watt. I think we're going on what about two full games without him close to it or maybe three full games because he's missed two games completely due to injury and he's missed halves of others. So yeah, three full games almost. And they've looked, they have not looked like the same team without him. And you throw Fitzpatrick back in there uh, from when I read Joe Hayden is questionable so that's unfortunate, but at least you're ha- at least you're getting two of your better, or two of your best defensive players back. Certainly your best defensive player and 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 what your best player overall. So um, having having those having uh, Watt and, and Fitzpatrick back will will be huge for them this Sunday. So so there, to your point, Sean, when healthy they can beat anyone. Well. Getting healthy on on defense for them is going to be paramount because that's the strength of their team. So, so that's big news for for this Sunday. Hopefully, hopefully uh, Hayden can uh, can can play. Although I've I've liked what I've seen from from James Pierre. I think we all have. And um, of course, Cam Sutton just he played his behind off the other night in in L.A. He's just really having a great. A great year, really, as a full-time starter. So uh, kudos to him. I think he's 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 showing them why he's showing us all, I guess, why they loved him so much coming out of college in 2017, and why they've always been so high on him. You always hear so much about how intelligent he is, and and and, and, and how you can put him anywhere in, in a secondary, and he's shown that. I mean, he can play on the outside, he can play in the slot, he can play safety. The guy's just a valuable asset to them, and and it's it's nice to see him starting to step things up. And the only unfortunate part about that is you're weakened a bit 
in the slot whenever he has to play outside because because you don't have Joe Hayden. And then you have guys like Arthur Millette in the slot. And he's, you know, he's pretty good in the, in the Mike Hilton role of uh, uh, playing close to the line of scrimmage and bringing a lot of intensity and bringing an edge, but he's not great in coverage. So that's, that's the only downside. But um, on that note, at the 2028 mark, I will close out the first half of tonight's show. If you're watching me live on YouTube or Facebook, I'm not going anywhere. I'll be right back in a, in a jiffy. If you're listening listening to me on an audio platform, well, I thank you for downloading part one. But please hurry up and download part two of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack.